Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by our two NFL pros here at Coach Talk, Mr. Josh Crash Davis and Mr. Stephen Miller. We are here today to discuss the top 10 running backs for your upcoming fantasy season long, whether it be best ball, uh, your, like I say, year-long leagues, dynasty leagues. We're going to give you what we feel are going to be your top 10 running backs uh, statistically and that are going to get you to the championship in your leagues. So how are you guys doing today? Crash, how are you? I'm doing well, Coach. Doing well. Uh, ready to look at these running backs for 2022. There's a lot of really good running backs. I didn't know if I, I don't know if I realized how many. Uh, so it was hard to come up with just 10. There's no doubt. There's some breakout guys this year, but I can tell you, I bet you we're going to have a consensus number one. That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Steven? Um, yeah, I think it's a very difficult year for the running back. So I kind of put my list together in a certain way where um, I have it where the ability for the each running back to get over 225 points for the season. And that's mm. kind of how I based my, uh, my top 10 off of. Very nice. And of course, you know, we're your one-stop shop for DFS sports. And we're going to take all of this information on these pre-shows and roll that up. Uh, and we'll do some DFS preseason uh, podcast for you as well. So uh, enjoy, enjoy this. We've got our top two guys here. And we're going to dive right into this. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, do, do us a favor. Give us a quick thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button and hit the alert button so you know when any podcasts like this uh, go live or uh, are posted. And then if you're watching on TikTok, a quick like and follow. And this way, same thing will pop up and you'll know when uh, our information comes out. And we're going to have a really extensive uh, NFL season for Daily Fantasy Sports with our presenting sponsor for this podcast and all of our NFL podcasts. And that is Boom Fantasy. So here we go, Crash. We're going to uh, – how about we let uh, Steven go first this time? We okay. had you go first for right. quarterbacks. So this time for the Boom Fantasy top 10 from 10 to 6, Steven Miller time. Miller, what do you got? Well, you're going to realize that there's a lot of guys that are missing from this list, or you might think that's missing. But, you know, I left a lot of people off this list due to suspensions and uh, history of injuries, so I'm very cautious mm -hmm. of my top 10 guys. Good. But at, uh, at number 10, I have Antonio Gibson. Um, last year, he was the 10th-ranked running back. Um, he's one of only seven backs that have uh, over 1,000 yards rushing last year. He averaged 14.3 fantasy points per game, he carried the ball over 250 times, had 43 receptions, so there's a lots of volume. There's a lots of opportunity there. Uh, this offseason, they brought in Carson Wentz from the Colts, He's more of a game manager, so I think it's going to be a perfect fit for Antonio Gibson. And this yeah. guy's big. You know, he's 6'2", weighs 220 pounds, ran a sub 4'4 in the 40. And when he, get, when he gets the ball, he's so explosive. And this guy played wide receiver in, in college. So mm -hmm. he doesn't have the necessarily uh, – he hasn't been beat up like the other running backs in the NFL. So at a 10, I have Antonio Gibson. At 9, I have uh, Aaron Jones. Last year, he was 11th ranked running back. He averaged 15.3 fantasy points per game. He was he was second in rushing attempts last year behind A.J. Dillon. 
Um, his workload was just under 15 touches per game. But this year I see him being used in a different capacity due to the, the due to the loss of Devontae Adams and A.J. Dillon splitting carries with him. I see him averaging a similar workload. However, I see him getting more touches in the passing game, especially in the beginning of the year. I think he's going to be around 1,400 scrimmage yards this year, which will make for a pretty solid fantasy season. Uh, nice. at, num at number eight, I have a, I have Ezekiel Elliott. I'm sure you'll like that. All right. There yeah. you go. Uh, last year, he was the seventh-ranked running back with 255 fantasy points and uh, one of few running backs that played in all 17 games. Uh, he averaged 19.1 fantasy points weeks one through five, and um, and then he played through the rest of the games with a torn PCL. He had a dozen touchdowns. It was the second best in his career. And, I, you know, a lot of people don't realize this, but the Cowboys are 12-5 and five last year, so they have a pretty good squad. Uh, this year, um, I see him kind of getting the same workload. They have the sixth easiest schedule for running backs. Um, they have a great defense. They led the league in takeaways. It's going to be able to put their offensive um, unit into a lot more scoring positions. And I see them running the clock a lot when they have leads, and Elliott will benefit from that. And Jerry right. Jones loves his running backs, you yep. know. Throughout his whole entire life, I mean, he, he takes pride in his running backs. So I have Ezekiel Elliott at eight. At seven, I'm going to go to Tampa. We're going to pick Leonard Fournette. Last year, he was the sixth-ranked running back. He averaged 18.3 .3 fantasy points per game, had a career high with four and a half yards per carry, and he was big part of the big part of the passing game with 69 receptions. Um, he's coming off his most productive season since his rookie year. Uh, he's no longer splitting carries with Ronald Jones and really has minimal competition for touches out of the backfield. He's a complete three-down back who can run, catch, and pass block. Uh, and he's part of one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL. So I have Leonard Fournette at seven. Nice. At six, I brought in a rookie. I have Brees. Wow. Brought in Brees Hall. Uh, for the past four out of five years, a rookie's placed in the top 10 in, in football stats. Uh, the last time the Jets had a top 10 running back was 13 years ago. A guy named Thomas Jones, who finished with wow. the number six ranking. Uh, this guy loves the end zone. He set an FBS record with 24 straight games with a touchdown. Um, he was an All-American for the past two years. I mean, the guy is a guy's a complete stud. And, uh, you know, he ran a 4.39 in the 40. He had a 40-inch vertical. He's 5'11", 220 pounds, has great balance, vision, explosiveness. He's not afraid to drop his shoulders to go through the line. And he's already listed as the RB1 on the Jets' depth chart. So, and they had some pretty good running backs last year with Michael Carter and Tyron Johnson and Tevin Coleman, and he's already ranked one. Um, I see him having around about 250 touches, 1,600 scrimmage yards, and double-digit touchdowns. He kind of reminds me of how Saquon Parkley was when he came out of college. Wow. So number six is Brees Hall. Very nice. That is going to uh, get a lot of controversial talk going. A yeah. rookie at number six. Sticking with Zeke, I know Zeke's falling out of everybody's top 10 now that they say Pollard's going to share the ball with him, but I like the courageous spot to keep him in there. Um, real quick, want to say hello to a couple folks that already hopped in. We're going live, so it's it's great to see. I, when I glanced over, I thought it said Jason Garrett. I said, oh, wow, he's watching. <laughs> but it's Jason Garnett. What's up, Jason Garnett? Go Browns. No sympathy. And... Uh, 
Dominic's in there. Our man, Dominic, he's always with us and a couple other folks uh, jumping in as well. So this will have a long shelf life. It'll be up uh, between now and the start of the season. So hopefully everybody gets a chance uh, to uh, jump in and take a look at it. All right. Crash are, is your top uh, 10 through six going to be as controversy controversial as Mr. Miller here? Well, let, let me just start it out with the two players that I don't have in my top 10 that I think is going to be controversial just to begin with. Okay. So the two players that I don't have in my top 10, one is Najee Harris. I think, you know, he had a huge season last year, but they have a questionable quarterback situation now with Mitchell Trubisky and the rookie Kenny Pickett. So I think that the defenses are going to game plan around stopping him. And wow. so he's fallen out of my top 10. The other one that's probably going to be very controversial because I've seen him in the top three in a lot of sites is going to be Christian McCaffrey. He's only played seven and three games the last two years, and I don't want to risk a top five pick in my fantasy leagues for a guy that I don't trust to stay healthy. Wow. Yeah, definitely mm -hmm. those two I've heard in almost every list. So yeah. I'm interested to hear your 10 through six. What do you have? All right, number 10. So in the last six seasons, 12 rookie running backs have finished in the top 10 in fantasy football, which I'm going to start where uh, Steve left off with Brees Hall. Um, you know, he's he's with the Jets, with Zach Wilson, a second-year quarterback. They have a questionable receiving core, a lot of young guys, a lot of unproven guys, and I think they're going to rely heavily on Brees Hall, so he's going to be my number 10 running back. Number nine is going to be Alvin Kamara. Uh, I think Jameis Winston will have a healthier season this year. He was a top five running back when Jameis Winston was in the lineup last year. So I've got Alvin Kamara at number nine. And Jason, I do have Nick Chubb. He's here at number eight. Oh, um, nice. With Baker Mayfield in Carolina and Deshaun Watson facing at least a six-game suspension, I think the Browns are going to rely heavily on the run game this year, especially while Watson's out, which he could be out for the whole year. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. But uh, Chubb, unfortunately, has to split carries with Kareem Hunt, or he would have been a top three to top five running back for me. Mm -hmm. um, number seven is going to be DeAndre Swift of the Detroit Lions. I know the Lions added DJ Chark and uh, Jamison Williams from Alabama in the draft, but I still think that Swift's going to be a big part of their offense. Um, he's, you know, not been able to stay fully healthy, so that's been a little bit of an issue for him his first two years in the NFL. So hopefully he can stay healthier this year and get a full 17 games in. But uh, he had the second highest target share for running backs last year at 18.4%. So he is going to be my number seven running back. Number six is going to be Aaron Jones. He uh, was second in receptions for the Packers last year. And with Devontae Adams out of the lineup, he averaged six targets and 23 points per game in the PPR leagues last year. Wow. Uh, he was then a top three running back for me if it wasn't for A.J. Dillon and the split carries there. Uh, but I do think Aaron Jones is going to be heavily involved in the passing game. So he is going to be my number six running back for 2022. Very nice. And I'll tell you, the one theme that, that shows out here is what I expected as well is everybody's lists are so different. I mean, running backs, I mean, the, the top couple are simple. But after that, it's just really – a hard one because you've got guys that have been injured before you have guys splitting carries, you have new people in new situations. It really is. It's probably going to swing a lot of your leagues is who you get, you know, either as your top running back, if you have a, a mid to late uh, draft choice in the round, 
or maybe a, your second one if he's you know they step up and get it done because wide receivers there's a lot of them and that list we could make a top 20 and probably be comfortable with it but running mm -hmm. back is a select group there's no question about it so uh welcome to the chat david uh we got a giants fan in here a packers fan browns uh 49ers we got all kinds of teams repping here in the in the chat all right here we go to the top five again if uh if you want to become a part of what we're doing at coach talk by the way go to dfscoachtalk.com you can sign up there we have an nfl package we're going to be announcing uh with the the whole boom fantasy announcement coming up but if you want to try us out uh we have several memberships you can uh, join in uh, check out our baseball, NASCAR, MMA, all the fun stuff between now and when football gets going. Again, if you're uh, watching on YouTube, quick thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button. If you're on TikTok, a like and a follow. We'd really appreciate that. All right, here's the money picks. This is what's going to bring down some leagues uh, as far as bringing the money home. Uh, top five, Mr. Stephen Miller time Miller. What do you got? Five through one running backs. For the 2022 season all right at number five i have joe mixon last year he was the fourth ranked running back he averaged 18 points and 21 touches per game and had career high in receiving yards he had over 1500 scrimmage yards and 16 touchdowns this year i based on the offense that they got and the receivers i seldomly see him going up against an eight-man box uh in the offseason they picked up tom brady's old center for new england Ted Karras, who's going to anchor that line of scrimmage. I see a lot of benefit there. Um, and even though the Bengals had one of the most prolific passing attacks in the NFL, they still rush the ball 40% of the time. Mm -hmm. So I don't see his volume changing. I see him having the same numbers from last year, and that's why I have him as my number five. Um, at four, I have Najee Harris. Uh, he was the third-ranked running back last year. He had over 1,600 scrimmage yards, setting the Steelers' record. 81 touches, uh, led all running backs and receptions with 74. Uh, he was second in the league in broken tackles, and he had zero fumbles. Uh, wow. This guy has always been awesome. He has a rushing record at Alabama, and he was the number one running back coming out of high school as well. So this guy just has been dominant his entire life. Uh, this year, he will be the bell cow of the Steelers again and have a massive amount of receptions again. Uh, his ability to recognize lane development before it happens and he gets around the field with good bend and balance. It's pretty, it's pretty nice. Uh, his patience for blockers, and he steers the blockers into defenders to allow them to get those extra yards. And it reminds me of like a young Le'Veon Bell. And mm -hmm. really, based on the quarterback situation, they're going to re rely heavily on the run game. At, uh, at three, I have a guy that I've had for the past three years in my lineup. I have Austin Eckler. He was the second-ranked running back last year. He had 20 touchdowns, seven receptions, and over 1,500 scrimmage yards. Uh, he had over 340 fantasy points. He was used brilliantly in the Joe Lombardi offense, an offense that had Alvin Kamara as a feature back, but wasn't overused, similar to how Eckler's being used. Um, he's the quickest to the hole, and he always falls forward. Uh, this year, it's, it's hard to imagine Eckler not landing in the top three in fantasy for running backs this year. Um, to additions to both sides of the ball in another year under Justin Herbert's belt. I can see Eckler getting his first thousand yard rushing season and potentially a thousand yard receiving season. Wow. Something that hasn't been done in three years. The last person to do it was Christian McCaffrey. 
Yeah. Um, so I, I see that happen. He's highly u- utilized in one of the most explosive offenses in the league. And this guy cares about fantasy football, cares about people drafting him, cares about <laughs> all that stuff. So that's yeah. just another reason why I actually love this guy. I love it. Yeah. yeah that's why I'm at my number three. At number two, I have King Henry, a.k.a. Spike, with that big thing that comes out of the back of his helmet. Yeah. Or like Spike from Little Little Giants. Kind of reminds me of just the biggest guy on the field. You know, yeah. He had almost 200 fantasy points within the first eight games last year. He was still ranked the top running back after week 15. At 6'3", 250 pounds, he was the fastest ball carrier last year with almost 22 miles per hour. Um, and with the release of A.J. Brown, Henry, Henry will get more volume. Last year, he averaged 27 touches a game, which is crazy. Um, he's a punching runner. He wears down defenses uh, throughout the game. Eventually, eight-man boxes, he's going to break through and break off for that 75-yard run that you see all the time. And Someone gets stiff-armed into the kicking net and all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's like one of my favorite guys for fantasy football. Like on a Monday night, you're down by 40. He's like a loose slot machine that just constantly getting points and you're looking at your phone and the points are going up constantly. So I have Derrick Henry at my number two. At one, I have Jonathan Taylor. He was number one ranked running back last year. Uh, he had 20 touchdowns and over 2,100 scrimmage yards. In college, this guy had 6,000 yards rushing in a three-year span, the most ever. Uh, he was only 400 yards away from breaking the record in college with not even playing, with only playing three years. Uh, he's a smart guy. He was going to go to Harvard before he decided to go to Wisconsin. Uh, this year, now with Matt Ryan as quarterback, uh, who led the league in targets to running backs with almost nine nine attempts, I see Justin Taylor getting more involved in the passing game as well. Uh, he's a touchdown monster from all ranges, knows the offense in and out, all the offensive line blocking schemes, blitz packages, defensive fronts. He's a true three-down back. He's a really smooth runner in and inside and out. He has the vision to set up defenders so they over pursue him and they fail and he can make that cutback run. Um, mm-hmm. Just a really smart, high football IQ uh, individual. And he has a great defense and it's an easy division. I think he's going to push the record this year for all time scrimmage yards in a season of 2,500 that was set back in 2009 by Chris Johnson. But that's why I have Jonathan Taylor as my number one. Yeah, he's he is awesome. I will say somewhere in there you called him Justin Taylor, and that made me laugh ah. because I thought <laughs> let's disrespect Jonathan Taylor right off the bat. <laughs> and if you're really desperate, take his twin brother Justin Taylor. Now, I'm, yeah, I got it. You know, you're you're still a rookie on this team. We got to give you a hard time somewhere. I, yeah. you know, crash right. and I never happens. It we happens. never make any mistakes or say any wrong names ever. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Yeah. I love it, man. And I'll tell you what, it, it, if you have the first or second pick, just take Taylor or, or Spike, as you called them. Those two guys mm-hmm. are, I mean, I don't know how you don't take Taylor or Henry. I mean, they're just so, so stinking awesome. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm interested now, Crash. We're, we're all excited to hear your five through one and, and see how many replications there i guarantee there's at least three so we will see here so for the 2022 season your top five crash who do you have all right number five i have the same guy i got joe mixon cincinnati Bengals. he was third in total touches and as well as uh, goal line carries last year 
He's one of the few running backs that gets to carry the workload without having to be in a split with another running back. And, um, you know, the offensive line should be improved this year, as Steve mentioned. So I think that uh, it's going to be another good year for Mixon in 2022. Uh, Number four, I have Dalvin Cook um, with Kevin O'Connell there as the head coach now, former offensive coordinator from the Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams. I think they're going to use him in a lot more creative ways. They've talked about this offseason, how they're going to move him all over the field. Uh, last year, he averaged 28 or 21, excuse me, 21.8 touches per game and 106.4 total yards per game. So I expect a high uh, usage amount for Dalvin Cook in this new offense under Kevin O'Connell at head coach. Um, number three, I've got Derrick Henry. Um, he was number one, as Steve mentioned, in points uh, points per game in PPR leagues last year at 23.4 in the first eight weeks of the season. He averaged a heavy workload with 29.6 touches per game before he got hurt. I think he's going to be a top three running back in 2022 and could easily challenge for the number one spot. Um, Austin Eckler at number two. He had the second highest target share for running backs last year and the second most receptions with 70 Uh, Only Najee Harris had more, and he also led the NFL with 18 red zone touchdowns, and he was second in red zone touches with 63. So look for another huge year from Austin Eckler. Number one, I also have Jonathan Taylor. Uh, He led the NFL in red zone touches last year with 92. As Steve mentioned, he uh, has the quarterback who had the most targets to running backs last year at 8.6 targets per game in Matt Ryan. Um, I think he's going to have, he had 18 touchdowns rushing last year. I think he's going to have another 15 to 20 this year, and he'll probably have more than the two receiving touchdowns he had last year with Matt Ryan targeting him. Like I said, he, he targeted running backs more than anyone last year. So Jonathan Taylor is my number one, but I really think any of those top three are going to be up there in the number one, you know, challenging for number one. So that is my number five through one for 2022 running backs. Very nice. And without question, I think, you know, it is in any of your leagues, regardless of position, and we won't obviously be able to say this about any other position, but I think if you have the top three picks, not just the top two, but the top three, I think you take three, you know, running backs go one, two, three, in almost all the drafts. I don't, you know, to, to get a Taylor or Henry or Eckler, I just, I mean, it's a layup. I mean, those three guys, uh, Unless I'm wrong, you guys tell me. I think they're heads and above anybody else. As yeah, far unless – yeah, ahead. no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll say unless you can get like a Cooper Cup. Um, I think Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson are my leaders out of the clubhouse for wide receivers. So one of those two, um, yeah. Would you I take mean, one of those two over those three running backs though? Depends on how the board goes, you know, with the people that are drafting in front of me. But um, – Probably not. No, I'm, I'm saying probably... if if you and I and Steven have the top three picks in this draft, yeah, how do we not take those three running backs? That's me. I, on, I could be wrong. Depends on maybe uh, the amount of people in the league. If it's only a 12-team league, you know. Uh, but I personally think having the the top wide receiver is 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 extremely important because they tend to not get as injured as much as a running back. So mm-hmm. even though those three running backs are there and they're going to produce a lot, um, it's seldomly that a running back lasts 17 games, especially, yeah. you know, so yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather take that high volume receiver at number one person. Wow. Well, we'll yeah. see how I mean, it goes. It, and it can that, definitely that pay off. Sorry. Ahead. 
It can definitely pay off because last year my wife picked Cooper Cup over Christian McCaffrey. So, yeah, I mean, injuries aside, let's let's just say that injuries are going to make all the difference in the world in fantasy sports. So, yeah, but uh, but yeah, yeah, no injuries. If there was no injuries at all, there's a lot of other running backs like Raheem Mostert. If he doesn't, Mm -hmm. if he stayed healthy all year long, I want him in my lineup. He's like a guaranteed guy in my lineup if he's playing that game. Yeah, you know, there's some so. good guys that'll go towards the bottom of that first round like that, when, especially if it's a running back uh, mm-hmm. run. But this it's a great lead into our our next podcast, which we'll do next week, which mm-hmm. is wide receivers. So for me, I'm going to I'd go one, two, three running back. But these two guys here have some wide receivers, a couple that were mentioned a little bit already. But yeah. we'll certainly do the top 10 uh, for next week to see who slides in there. But. Uh, man, it's it is really it's all about staying healthy, all about having the opportunity, and I think this is going to be a really banner year for some of these guys. There's no doubt about it. No, for sure. I agree. Did you watch the uh, Hall of Fame game, Steve? I did. I did watch yeah. the Hall. Of Fame. It's it's so hard to to track those guys and to yeah. really see kind of how everything's going. But it, it was good. That it Austin was, yeah, Walter guy, that Austin yeah. Walter guy, played for the Jets last year. He got some playing time at the right. end trying to make that roster but last year for the jets there was a game he came in and he, the guy dominated and his story yeah. is often too he's like an undersized guy out of rice and just right uh, but uh but that's what i like about the preseason games you get to see those guys that are trying to make the team and uh the guys that eventually make the roster and might mm-hmm. come in in week six so you just got to pay attention to those guys yeah, it just it whets the appetite no matter what it is, who's playing. You you see that first preseason game and you're like, oh, all right, it's almost here, you know. Yeah, the, the whistles, the just all yeah. of it. Yeah. Well, I you know me, I'm an old school coach. You know, you watch as much as you can. And I gotta say, in the second half, I was checking the phone. I was on TikTok a little bit and yeah. I was drifting. It was painful at times. It's hard, but, yeah. But I'll tell you what I found in several years in watching these games. If you gut them out and watch them, it's not only the guys that make the roster, but it's guys that get cut at the last cuts and get signed to practice squads. And inevitably, halfway through the season, they get called up and say, wait a minute, saw that guy in preseason. He does this, he does that. You know, every edge you can get, uh, I would recommend uh, watching that stuff. There's no doubt about it. For sure. Yeah. I agree. All right. Well, fantastic. Thank you, everybody, for jumping in live, too. We have Don in there now. David joined us, a couple other folks. So people are hungry for the NFL. It's getting closer and closer. And we're going to be your one-stop shop. Uh, We're really excited here at Coach Talk. We're going to be adding a lot of ownership percentages in, value percentages, uh, top picks, you know, uh, looking at all the the projections of the players, along with doing our podcasts each week uh, to share that information. So uh, we'd love to have you, dfscoachtalk.com. If you're checking this out again, quick thumbs up and uh, uh, subscribe. We'd really appreciate that. And we're going to have all kinds of NFL uh, podcasts. uh, And we're going live most of the time now. So you can jump in, ask any questions during these podcasts, and especially the, the big ones that we'll be doing during the week for daily fantasy, we'll want uh, you'll want to jump in because mm-hmm. we can have instant feedback and give you that information uh, in preparation for that week's game. So, 
That is it, my friends. Uh, Mr. Josh Crash Davis, Mr. Stephen Miller, Time Miller. Uh, For those gentlemen, I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. We'll catch you again next week when we look to break down the top 10 wide receivers for Boom Fantasy for the upcoming NFL season.